Hello and welcome to Pokesports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike and I play with one Pokemon on the field. I'm Kevin. I play with two Pokemon on the field. And this is Frederick. He plays with three Pokemon on the field. Welcome, Hello, Frederick. Frederick. Woo! Hi, guys. Why I were you and me going to do the I, same voice? <laughs> I play with three Pokemon on the field. Oh, no. Frederick yeah. needs help. <laughs> I have I broke the game. I have I've finagled it so that it works with three Pokemon. I still play X and Y triple battles. They're my <laughs> favorite genre. It takes me three hours to find an opponent online. I read light fiction novels about triple battles. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I know the full meta. I'm Kevin, and I play with Sky Battles. Frederick, go away. We don't want you on this podcast. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Leaves the Discord call. He's gone. And he's not missed. R.I.P. Frederick. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Poke Sports. We have so much to talk about today. So much. Of course, today we're going into Vancouver Regionals. We've got... Uh, a little bit of stuff on Europe International Championships. And, of course, the Paldea Prologue was this weekend. But first, but first, there's this one little thing that's been popping up that has popped up recently mm-hmm. uh, on, on Twitter. And it's Uh-oh. it's very funny. Uh, it's for a while we thought it was legit, but it was this very short video, three seconds of a Tatsugiri falling out of a Dondozo's mouth. And the caption was Tatsugiri while holding shed shell. Dondozo went, knocked <laughs> the Tatsugiri right out, just spat it right back onto its side of the field. Uh, and Kevin, Kevin sent that to me. And he's like, wait a second. Does this <laughs> work? I had to look up what shed shell was. Yeah. So for those that aren't aware, and I wouldn't blame you because this item because you did the it same isn't thing. on a lot of teams. What it does is it allows you to switch out regardless of abilities and items. So that mm. includes like shadow tag, etc. So people thought it includes commander with uh Tatsugiri. No. No, I mean I wanted it to be real. That would have been really cool interaction. But unfortunately, it's the the video that was shown is just Dundozo eating Tatsugiri in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> he went and he looked up. I I did the same thing. I was like, wait a second, is this is this real? And no then way, uh, apparently real. there were other people who were like, yeah, and it gets a minus four omni reduction <laughs> when it spits out the Tatsugiri. It's like really it goes from plus two to minus six and everything. But here's the thing, I would believe it because this game's code is a little questionable. Yeah, that's true. You know, I would believe that this is a thing that happens. I mean, they did accidentally uh, have order up, give the boost regardless of whether or not it worked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's that's kind of true. It it just it would have it would have been okay. We would have gotten there. Right. It's fine. But imagine Shed Shell worked that way. That'd be wild, dude. It's just like, okay, I'm going to switch out the Tatsugiri now and put something else in. Have fun. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, in the last episode of Pokesports, I asked a very poignant question. Sometimes I ask the good stuff and other times I ask, you know, what's your favorite Gen 1 Pokemon? By the way, this is episode 157. What uh, what Pokemon are we on? 151 is Mm -hmm. Mew. 152 is Chikorita. 153 is Bayleaf. 154 is Meganium. Yeah, right. 155. Now, is this Totodile or Cyndaquil? This should be Cyndaquil. If it goes in the right order. So is the Typhlosion episode today? Uh, let's see. Pokemon 157 is indeed Typhlosion. That's right. Yep. Hisuian or regular? The regular. <laughs> uh, um, Hisuian. Te- technically Hisuian. both. Yeah, they're both the same number, right? I don't know how the actual nat decks works with different forms. I think they're right. the same number. I don't know. There's too much. 
Last week, I asked the question of all of the ruinous Pokemon, which one is your favorite and why? Ooh. And that, of course, is Chiyu, Tinglu, Wo Chen, and Chen Pao. Uh, now, first of all, before I start reading these answers, uh, I've been getting a ton of messages on Instagram and Twitter about people being like, hey, you're, you're talking about the ruinous Pokemon wrong. They, they decrease everything except for themselves. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I, I know it's just, it's so hard to explain things properly. <laughs> I, don't. I mean, sure. Yeah. Did we miss that little bit? Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> I think we, we might've mentioned that like it reduces uh, a stat for everyone on the field, including themselves. I don't know if we mentioned specifically including themselves, but okay. uh, it, it might have come across that way. Uh, so do keep in mind for those of you who want to, you know, get all up on your knowledge for series, uh, regulation C that, uh, the ruinous Pokemon do not reduce their own stat in the, in the stat that they reduce. So, so would be kind of weird if they did. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. It's not like an Omni thing on the field, but this also does mean that if there's a Chen Pao on the field and if there's a Tinglu on the other side of the field, they still reduce each other's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just don't reduce their own stuff. They're special. That's right. That's now, right. here's the next question. If there are two Chen Pao's on the field, what happens? Uh, Do they then reduce each other once, but not reduce each other? But not reduce themselves? I believe they reduce each other by the other's ability. But I'm less worried about them. I'm more worried about the poor uh, partner <laughs> Pokemon beside them are who are getting, I would assume, reduced twice. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm not actually sure on that. And I'm sure some people can correct me out, out in the out in the real world about that. That will never but, be uh, legal. So you will never have to worry about that. What do you mean it'll never be legal? You can't have two of the same Pokemon on the field in a competitive Pokemon game. No, but you can have one Chimpao on one side, one Chimpao on your opponent's side. No, I meant like two Chimpaos on... Oh, uh, I guess that also is. Yeah, true. that would reduce it once, but also twice for the other people. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. <laughs> uh, Matt Cleary says, uh, I like Chi Yu best just because it's a silly fish. Regulation series, regulation series 3C is going to be a wild one. <laughs> I've been doing some regulation C battles and it's the intro. Tons. The intro I still can't get because I'm so used to saying "Good afternoon, Pokemon Sports." Welcome to the VGC Battle Stadium eh, video, right? You know, series two video, series. Et it rolls video. off the tongue and it fits yeah. on the thumbnail. The second I have to say "Regulation C video," it gets a little oh, complicated. Yeah. No, you've been putting series three on the thumbnails too, so I can't fit "Regulation C." Who can? <laughs> it's too big. Until yeah. I find a way to fit it, that's what it's going to be. Exactly. Uh, Rippy Paul says live Wochen reaction. <laughs> That's the meme, dude. I love it. It's the the meme is VGC players are realizing that Wochen isn't as bad as they originally thought it was. Oh, and they're playing it like I'm gonna click Leech Seed, Pollen Puff, and Rio Nation, and then you're gonna sit there and bleed out to my Salt Cure and my <laughs> Leech Seed. Good luck. <laughs> Which is kind of what's happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know hilarious. if I showed you my. Well, we talked about Wuchen last week and how, like, yeah. on a Paris Trap team, that thing is disgusting. Mm, true. Like, if you could just sit there and not take damage. Like, I, everyone's having fun with their Chen Pao's and their Chi Yu's. Even when I ran the poll on YouTube with almost 4,000 votes, Chen Pao and Chi Yu were 42% and 31% respectively. Everyone's wow. having fun with the hyper-offensive one. Because the, the when a new series happens, everyone... Everyone wants to play hyper offensive, but I believe the first regulation C uh, regionals, which I believe is Fort Wayne, is going to be won by either a Wochen or a Tinglu. Interesting, because when you play defensively, it's just more consistent. You know, it's so hard to mess that up in comparison to playing hyper offensive and doing that well ten rounds in a row. Yeah. On the topic of Chen Pao being. Uh, the crowd favorite. We've got Crossplay Zeno here who says, uh, Chen Pao, as I love its design, it gives me strong Mulan's Shang Yu vibes. It also packs Ice Spinner, Psychic Fangs, and Kevin's coveted Haze. Uh, <laughs> Weavile's crying in the corner, however. Weavile is crying in the corner, however. Yeah, poor Weavile. We'll never be looked at again. The thing with Chen Pao that I like a lot about it is uh, 
I like its cry. Oh, sure. Sure. Rawr. It's like a leopard. Just a oh, Joe here says, Champau, love my ice types. Uh, Zach says, Champau, hands down. I partnered him with Power Orb Mimikyu and had a lot of success in the Paldea Prologue. Kevin's shaking his head, oh, nodding his head. Uh, P.S. I'll rip the arms <laughs> off anyone who makes fun of Kevin for laughing at his own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Defend me for my insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad people were chiming up about that. Uh, Ting Lu is my favorite because of the fact that it's so bulky. Its design is pretty good, but its stats combined with this ability makes it an absolute wall, says Quinton. And there's there's the other half of what you were saying there is, is Ting Lu being such a defensive powerhouse uh, just makes it makes it great. I think Ting Lu has the dumbest stats of yeah. all of them though like who decided giving a moose 155 base hp was a good idea that's a lot of hp like i don't think i've ever seen a higher hp except for reggie drago which only has high hp as its good stat right <sighs> interesting uh jetpack the 67th says uh chen pao since it has a sick design but also because they finally made a decent ice type i guess Excalibur is good too in parentheses mm-hmm. though it's just gonna tear out of the ice type anyway you know i don't honestly see chen pao's uh terrestrializing that much the one thing that i think chen pao will do and I forgot to mention this last week when I was mentioning Chen Pao being a dozo killer. I mentioned the haze, but yeah. I forgot to mention that it also gets Sacred Sword. Oh. And Sacred Sword ignores defenses and stats in general. So you can fighting Terra and then hit Don Dozo that's omni boosted and still do a, a lot of damage to it. I didn't know that Sacred Sword did all that. I thought that yeah. it just was a uh, always hit move. Why did you think Zation was so dumb, Michael? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, Wait a minute. It ignores all of the stats that the Dynamax gave you. <laughs> the target stat changes don't affect this attack's damage. That's amazing, and it's 90 base power. What? And not a lot of Pokemon get it right now. Yeah! Oh. Mike's learning about something for the first time in three years oh that's why Zation was so good yeah okay that's one of the reasons why that's, uh, that's the one we found it of all the of all the problems that Zation had sacred sword was the one uh here we go tinglu because every time i click earthquake i imagine it slamming uh, the big bowl on its head into the ground <laughs> as a bell and, like noise rings out says tony that bowl is for your tears <laughs> birds come and perch in Taylor's head <laughs> full of tears there are all these pidgeys <laughs> oh please someone who's good at drawing draw that one time we'll put it on a shirt just Ting Lu <laughs> with pidgeys perched around the bird bowl the bird oh that's bowl. great bird bath whatever uh Sylvia Mewtwo says Chi Yu it's an awesome sweeper with the scarf. Plus, it's the cutest one. It's encounter, cry, uh, attack, and sleep animations all look adorable. I will agree that Chiyu does have the cuteness factor. Chiyu is adorable. It's a goldfish. How do you yeah. go wrong with a goldfish? You Not don't. only is it a goldfish, it's an angry goldfish. Right. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Raven Boy says, mmm, flaming hot goldfish, which makes me <laughs> wonder, why isn't that a thing yet? F- yes, it is. It is? I sell Frank Red's hot red hot goldfish. There's a Frank's red hot goldfish? This is America. Go wow. to your go to your local grocery store. It exists because I sell it. Oh my gosh. I I, I know it, of flaming hot Cheetos, but I, I don't know of of that. Of goldfish. I'm probably gonna buy it now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, right? You gotta That's... gotta. It's Sriracha, you said? Frank's red hot. Oh Frank's red hot. Frank's red hot. I don't know why I thought Sriracha, but that's, wow, that's interesting. Because, I mean, I put that on everything. Yeah. I put that fish on everything. I put that fish on everything. (laughs) Oh, we found the title. I put, uh, sorry, I need to write this in the Discord. (laughs) Oh, that could be a t-shirt. Just like I put that fish on everything. (laughs) And then we replaced the goldfish with the Chiyus. We've done it. We did it. We created another shirt. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, let's do one more. Uh, I want to find another Chi Yu one. Not a lot of Ting Lu's. Not a ton of Ting Lu's. I'll find a Chi Yu one, and then I'll find at least one more Ting Lu. Uh, Will H says it has to be Chi Yu. Not only does he have good offensive type combo, but his design also screams big things come in small packages. Think (laughs) about it. This tiny fish started multiple in-game wars. I like it. There you go. Uh, Ting Lu, here's one. Ting Lu is so much fun with assault vest, fissure, stomping tantrum, mm-hmm. earthquake coverage move, and a couple of ground immune teammates. Stay goofy, kings. Because <laughs> <laughs> I called this goofy in the last one. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, one. I just want one more Ting Lu. There we go. One more Ting Lu. Uh, no, that's Tony again. Ting Lu with the earthquake slamming the big bowl and its head into the ground. That's too bad. I guess nobody. Oh, here we are. Mason Barr says at first it was. Oh, they, they wrote Ring Lu, but I'm going to assume it was Ting Lu because it seemed to be the only viable trick room user. I'm testing out Iron Ball Chi Yu first. It Ooh. intrigues me. You the can other keep two, trying. The other <laughs> two I'm not looking forward to. Well, there you go. Cool. <laughs> we did it. We know everyone's favorite ruinous legend. Do any of them actually work in Trick Room apart from those two? Apart probably from the one. Probably just Ting Lu. Just is, Ting Lu is right? the one. I mean, you can go with like a half Trick Room, half not kind of strategy. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. Um, if if Series One showed us anything, it's that that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Series C regulation B, A B yeah. C D E F G subsection six. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be wild i believe that's what hartford is gonna be played under yeah april then may yeah hartford will be regulation c so that's gonna be fun playing that metagame i haven't do- i haven't you know completely fully dove into it i right. played a couple of games on showdown but i'm still focusing a lot on series two because of charlotte um but from what i've played it's a different world man and I'm scared. I'm scared yeah. in a good way. There's, there's, you know, it's that kind of scared you get when you're about to go skydiving. I'm just hoping my parachute works, you know? I assume games go much faster. Do they go much faster? The thing is, they either go very fast or very long. Oh. They either go very fast or it's a timer. It depends on what you're playing, right? It depends right. on... The one thing that gets hard is trying to damage calc a switch in, right? Because... You could be like, I will live this. I lived it last turn. And then they're just like, Chen Pao is going to be next to me now. Good luck. And then that, then uh, you go down. It's like, oh, speed is very important. And I think because the damage can change before the turn even happens, because the calculation can change before the turn even happens, mm-hmm. that makes speed control and having speed control be in your favor that much more important, important whether it's Trick Room or whether it's Tailwind. Those two are seem very strong because just going first can make the difference between living and dying. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole new world we live in. It's a whole new way to see brand new place with a brand new attitude, but you still have to catch all of the ruin. Be the best that you can be. Uh, <laughs> let's go into the Paldea prologue. Kevin, you participated in the Paldea prologue. Yes, you tried. I tried. Oh, I tried. <laughs> I had the team ready and everything. I had it all ready. I, I would have hit the button if it weren't for uh, sleep, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Kid <laughs> programs. I don't know. I had to be a dad this weekend. That happened. Uh, let's talk about your uh, play through the Paldea Prologue. If you don't remember, the Paldea Prologue is uh, essentially... C regulation C, but include Coridon and Maridon. Yeah, uh, you can use one of either one of those while also bringing in any of the ruinous Pokemon, uh, any of the uh, paradox Pokemon, except for Walking Wake and uh, Iron Leaves, uh, as well as excluding all of the the uh, Terra Raid only Pokemon. Yeah, it has to be base decks only. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about yours. So I actually did pretty decently. Um, my day one, I didn't play all 15 games. I ended up playing seven games and I went six and one. Uh, then I played another like three, uh, off camera. And I, and I think I, I won two of those, lost one of those. Mm -hmm. So I was doing pretty average. I didn't play day two, 
but I did play like maybe five games day three. Overall, I ended like sixteen hundred. I don't remember my exact. I see. I wasn't counting is my problem. I I don't remember my exact win loss. But around sixteen hundred is where I ended up, which isn't the worst. But you know, I also didn't play all the games. Hmm. Mm. I had fun. I thought it was. I thought it was a good time. I liked being able to actually use some of these iron Pokemon at their full potential. I also liked being able to see some of these iron Pokemon being used at their full potential from the other side because it felt like um, a lot more people wanted to play Miraidon because this will be their first experience with these iron Pokemon. But Coridon right. was tearing it up. There was a Coridon core that that seemed to be very common with Coridon, Chiyu, and Jumpluff. I saw that so many times. They all must have gotten together and they were like, you know what? We're we're just going to put it up on the ladder. I don't know, man. I mean, Jumpluff is the fastest chlorophyll user, does get access to Tailwind, does get access to, like, Sleep Powder and Rage Powder. It's not a bad Mon. The only issue is that there's no fast Sun Mon to sit next to it to take advantage of it. Hmm. Um, But Coridon existed, so I guess it's like, okay, well, now you can use this Pokemon. Um, And then the Chiyu, also, while in the sun, does an incredible amount of damage. You pair that next to... um, Fluttermane, which also gets boosted in the sun, is going to do an incredible amount of damage. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of synergies that exist now. It's crazy because the two legendary Pokemon just feel like glue. It's like the game. Yeah. You could tell the game was meant to be played on the backs of these two Mons, and we're sitting here and trying to put some pieces together without the glue. We got a mm. bunch of popsicles, but we can't build the tower. And then once you added Crydon and Miraidon, you can make synergy. You know, it's really interesting. Which is totally the vibe I think that that we all were seeing since the this is the very beginning. How like mm. all of these paradox Pokemon just had such incredible synergy with uh, with Coridon or Maridon, mm-hmm. uh, respectively. That like it, once they enter the meta, it is going to be all about them, and that's mm-hmm. not a problem. I don't think, especially because this is kind of their game. Um, but I think what's what's going to be interesting is when Coridon and Miradon actually enter the meta, uh, it's probably going to be a time or relatively close to a time where we get other games legendaries in as well and mm-hmm. or the DLC legendaries and or DLC Pokemon. Um, now, that said, will it be a complete Coridon fest, a co- complete Miraidon fest? Yes, they're really good Pokemon, but maybe some of the other legendaries that come in are still going to outshine even even this whole gimmick. Ogre. Kyogre is yeah. going to like if you want to run rain, you're going to need to run Ogre. You, so you got to leave the Coridon Miraidon behind. Um Maybe in that case, uh, Miraidon is is going to see the most play because there's going to be the added uh, weather control with Kyogre, mm. uh, making it just way too hard to be playing playing Coridon, um consistently. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And in like yeah. dual restricted metas, forget about it. It's going to be crazy. I am not looking forward to uh, uh, a max special attack choice scarfed Terra water water spout in the rain from an ogre next to a Chiyu. Uh, oh, it'll no. happen eventually. Like, <laughs> it'll ha- you know, we'll see it. I ain't looking forward to it, but it'll be there. The calc has been done. Someone has <laughs> already calced it, I'm sure. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to knock out Roaring uh, Walking Wake with that water spell. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to knock out Palkia with that water spell. It's going to be Sleeping Wake after that. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping sleeping <wake>. Sleep. <laughs> walking Dead. Sleep. Yeah, Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Walking Dead. There it is. There it is. We found it. Uh, speaking of found it, we... Because Pokemon Home is not all that we want Pokemon Home to be, uh, we couldn't see the uh, full list of of you know usage. people who who won. We couldn't see the usage, but what we did find is through Twitter. Uh, Kino Pokey Six Kino P K I N O P underscore O K E Six. 
has apparently gone first and second in a 32 and three and 29 and one run in the Paldea Prologue, which is just a nuts run. Kino's cooking. Can you imagine going 32 and three in anything? That's exhausting. That's like uh, 32 and three is like the uh, win loss ratio I would have against my daughter in arm wrestling. But you know what? I I take pride in seeing his 33, what is 32 and three? Yeah. Because I got a lot of YouTube comments telling me that Fairy Terra, uh, Car- uh, on not Miraidon wasn't yep. the play. That there are better Terras, there are better sets that I'm playing it wrong. And there it is. There it is. First place. Get and at me. There it is. Number one. <laughs> so the team that was used to get both first and second consists of a, a Covert Cloak Miraidon, a Citrus Berry uh, Cerule Edge, a Clear Amulet uh, Iron Treads. So there's your synergy with Iron Treads and Miraidon. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. Your Figgy Berry Arcanine, your Leftovers Wo Chen, interestingly enough, and your Light Clay Sableye. Electric Terror Wochen too. Well, okay. Electric Terror Wochen. Don't know what that Electric Terror is for, but fine. (laughs) What's it not for is my question. I guess less weaknesses. You go from having seven weaknesses to one. So I really break it down like that. Yeah, I guess that's probably just the reason behind it. It's pretty good. Team is very tanky though. And as you can see, he has one or two damage dealers, but you know, you have the Wochen, you have the Archon, you have the Sableye for the damage mitigation. And it looks like that Sableye is running dual screens there. Mm-hmm. I can't read Japanese, but I see two second moves on a Sableye next to each other. I assume that's dual screens. Um, the other thing it looks like Iron Treads actually is the other damage dealer on this team. Which is pretty respectable because sure, we don't yeah. see Iron Treads at all. But the only thing Iron Treads was missing, Iron Treads is theoretically faster than Great Tusk. Technically, it has a better ability. The one thing it doesn't have going for it is the fact that um, it doesn't have Headlong Rush. Oh. But it does have Steel Roller. But Steel Roller needs a terrain. And now that you have a terrain... You can actually smack things with Steel Roller. Interesting. And I'm just looking up the kanji here. And yes, that is indeed Steel Roller. I'm a very good. No. I'm a ve- is it not? No, it's what not. What is it, Iron Head? The first. Oh, gosh. It's so hard to find out. Because, <laughs> like, the first couple of, of characters are, in, in fact, the same thing. It is Iron Head. Yeah. Okay. So that's Iron Head. But interesting, interesting point that you bring up there is that, you know, you do have uh, you do have terrain. You have all mm-hmm. your terrain up. You can hit them with a, a steel roller if you want to do like that one last ditch effort to do mm-hmm. as much damage as possible. And uh, all these Pokemon have protect except for Sableye. So that's put, right. Put some protect on put some respect on protect's name put some protect on respect put some protect on respect's name <laughs> what's the psychic move that miraidon has here i still can't figure that out i see probably the electro drift probably dazzling gleam as a second one i see protect there i don't know what that psychic move is it can't be mirror code Mm, let's see uh it can get agility reflect light screen rest calm mind Maybe Calm Mind. Uh, hold on. Let me click into Calm Mind here. It is Calm Mind. Aggressive. I like it, though. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's got uh, Covert Cloak. So, you know, if, if you catch your opponent at a time where they're sending out either a Pokemon that can put you to sleep or a Pokemon that can, like, flinch you. Or fake you out, yeah. Or fake or out, s- yeah. snarl you. Or- exactly. Then go and hit a Calm Mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Covert Cloak is a very good, a very good item. Folks, if you haven't used Covert Cloak yet, make sure you do. And Wochen reduces attack damage, right? So if you're raising special attack and special defense while Wochen is on the field redu- reducing attack damage, right. then you've you've technically raised three of your stats at once. It's pretty impressive. Wow. 
Uh, but again, Covert Cloak, uh, as a reminder for people who haven't had the chance to use it yet, it's new to this generation. Uh, it removes all additional effects of uh, attacking Pokemon's moves. Mm-hmm. So imagine what Sheer Force was doing, but, you opposite. know, opposite. Yeah, going into attack. So uh, Snarl no longer reduces your special attack. Fake Out no longer flinches because that's an additional uh, effect on top of the damage that it does. Ice Beam no longer freezes. Ice Beam no longer freezes. Now, mind you, you just still don't want to get hit by a by an Ice Beam on your on your Maridon, but hey, that's what terrestrialization's for, I guess. Yeah, it definitely does seem like uh, the Fairy Terra Maridon is the most common and i saw a lot of fire terra coridons which also makes sense coridon gets a lot of fire type moves you're in the sun already anyway it resists fairy which you're four times weak to originally Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense so folks keep an eye out for that when coridon and miridon hit a meta near you it might not be for a little bit but if this shows anything is that they have the potential of tossing them in tournaments just every now and then so Make sure that they're at least battle ready so that you can bring them in uh, during your next tournament. That's my advice to you this week. Make sure that they're not stuck in your party and Make unable sure to be removed. Stuck. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Mike? Listen, I did a little, I made a little bit of an oopsie. I <laughs> looked online at YouTube during a time where glitches were aplenty. And they talked about a time where you could clone your Coridon or your Maridon to get it to duplicate items and fun stuff like that. Uh, it brought me back to my missing no on Cinnabar Island days where I would surf up and down along the coast. It, it was a beautiful time. It reminded me of my childhood. Uh, then they patched it. Then they patched it in this game. And while they couldn't patch missing no in Cinnabar Island, they sure did patch this. And uh, what happens is if you take one of those cloned Coridons or Maridons out of your box, which is where it would have ended up if you had executed the duplication glitch uh, and it goes into your party, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> you can't move it into your box. You can't ride it because you're already riding one. You can't take uh, unride the other one and put that one into your party and then move one into your box and whatever. Like you can't do it. He's tried it all, guys. I've tried everything. <laughs> it's stuck. There is I now need a-, a new game. Mike is handcuffed to a Coridon in his game. and And he lost the key (laughs) i've lost the key they patched out the only solution it's very very sad but um that's okay i have six battle boxes i don't need my party anymore i have no option but to use them yes and i have pokemon violet that i can at some point play through I just need to get to a gym and then I'll trade over a Pokemon and just blast through the rest of the game, right? Easy. You're not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> We've beat All this right. game three times already. We're not beating it again. <laughs> I'm not beating it again. <laughs> All right. Um, so that is the Paldeo Prologue. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did play through it, uh, go and play through the other tournaments as they come up. They're going to be fun. Uh, Europe International Championships is this year between April 14th and 16th, 2023. Kevin, it looks like Pokesports is going to London. We're not. Oh, you would have had to make me take some more days off of work. That's what I'm doing is I'm making (laughs) you take days off of work. Yes, correct. And then when when Kevin can't appear to your wedding, you'll be like, what happened? Yeah, (laughs) I used all my PTO because you said on the podcast. So don't. Get paid. <laughs> Just get sick and don't go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Europe International is April 14th to 16th. And uh, they had some interesting news about it. And that news is, wait for it. Wait for it. Drum roll. There it is. It has been announced that at the 2023 Europe International Championships in London, on April 14th through 16th, so says Sarah B.net. 
there will be a special pop-up Pokemon Center store. This Ooh. store will include exclusive merchandise for the international championships, as well as a range of merchandise you can find at Pokemon Center UK. Various exclusive merch will be revealed over the next few weeks. There, uh, this will be open to bleh, this will be open for everyone, including those who aren't competitors. We'll provide more details as they come. So, what the exact would you same thing think they did at NAIC? Uh, would be sold at a Pokemon Center London exclusive merch. What would be sold? Tea. Pikachu tea. Synesthes! A lot of synesthes. What else? There you go. Okay, whoa. Sorry, you, you just super cut out there for me. What did oh. you say? Synesthes. Like teas, just a bunch of synesthes, a bunch of tea bags. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What <laughs> else? Uh, hmm. What else is London? I feel like because they had worlds there last year, there's a lot of like vested uh, interest. I'm surprised they're going back. <laughs> you right. know, I guess they had a good time last year. Uh, I don't know. What did NAIC have that was so exclusive and special? Shirts. Uh, they had Whale Lord and. Uh, Skitty next Skitty. to each other. <laughs> I know that in like plushy oh, no. form. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. The only thing I remember that was exclusive there was the uh, the NEIC shirts. Yeah, with the NEIC logo on it. But I feel like they didn't they didn't advertise it like that. They didn't say like there will be exclusive merch. This is kind of the first time that I've seen that. Yeah, maybe so. it's also the first time that we're looking. This might be the first time that this has not been the first time that we're looking. <laughs> we have been looking at Pokemon news for three years. That's a long time. It's a long time to look at Pokemon news. Uh, so we can't really think of too much. Let, I'm curious. Uh, that'll be the question of the day is if you could put one piece of exclusive merch in the London International Challenge, the Europe International Challenge, what would it be? That's a heck of a question. It's a big question. <laughs> That's a very you, creative question. <laughs> post your answers in the form of a flowchart as well as a data graph on supply and demand uh, of the European people. <laughs> we want to know what is going to sell the most. Beautiful. Beautiful. Speaking of championships... Uh, Vancouver Regional Championship was this past weekend, March 11th to 12th, uh, consisted of 309 Masters players. This was, of course, in Vancouver, British Columbia. Not quite my stomping ground, but Canada. So there's that. Uh, close, but far. <laughs> close, but much further away than anything else. <laughs> I might as well have gone to Orlando again. Uh, in this, we have the top eight, uh, which one of includes one Aaron Cybertron Zhang. So congratulations to Aaron Zhang for making it in uh, top eight in, in, I believe, his first regional of, of the year. You want to know something even more poetic? Yes. Uh, Aaron Zhang won his, uh, uh, lost his last match because of a Willow miss. Oh, no. <laughs> It happened again. <laughs> it did happen again. The boy's cursed. But you know who knocked him out because who? of that will miss? Sableye VGC. Ryan. Ryan. Second place. I was rooting for Ryan. You know, yeah. Ryan, Ryan uh, is a very down-to-earth guy. If you guys haven't had the the pleasure of meeting him at live competitions. I love he, Ryan. He, he, I think it was Orlando. He went 0-2 in Orlando. And he was, he was, you know, just really down on himself. Oh, he was Find, convinced it was over. Yeah, he was like, I can't believe I flew here. I just went 0-2. I'm out. Went 7, all the way up to 7-2. Yeah. By the end of the night. Won seven straight wins. That's wild. Like, that's just a good player right there. To his credit, Ryan went 11-3 and in Swiss, which mm. the only score that was better than that was Zachary Thornburg and Abdullah, uh, who went 12 and two, mm -hmm. uh, but nobody went as far as I can see, 13 and one. No, uh, nope, not a thing. 
And nobody, of course, went 14 and out because that's just too much Pokemon to win. <laughs> that's way too much Pokemon. 14 rounds of Swiss. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, now, Ryan rocking the uh, Corviknight. That's definitely. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to be talking yeah. about these. We're definitely going to be talking about these teams. Uh, now, it looks like in the top eight, four of the competitors were Canadian. Four of them were from the U.S. So a fun little mix of the two there. Uh, <clears throat> we have the top eight. Uh, we're going to talk about the top four. Let's go with Aaron first. Uh, Aaron bring the Great Tusk, Brute Bonnet, Talonflame, uh, Fluttermane, Backscalibur, and Iron Bundle. Uh, a team that we've seen quite a bit. Uh, Pokemon that we've seen quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think the most interesting thing on this team is... Yeah between the bonnet and the backscalibur seeing two backscalibers in top four is like pretty impressive mm-hmm. there's currently a new backscalibur set that i think both uh dylan and aaron are running where it goes ground terra no dylan's running poison but aaron was running a ground terra one which i've been yes. seeing a lot more on the ladder i it makes sense you know uh that's just nice coverage that you want. It gives you stab on EQs. And then next to Talonflame, it does a lot of damage. Ground in general is just such a good move to have in this meta. It feels like a lot of things are weak to ground. And specifically, you know, like Golden Go is a big one. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually seeing not many, if any, Golden Goes in this top eight, which is wild to me. Yeah. Because they're all scared off by all the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you look at like Great Tusk and Backscalibur, they are two Pokemon that do almost similar things, right? Yeah. You've got Great Tusk there with uh, Headlong Rush, Ice Spinner, Close Combat Protect. I'm talking about Aaron's set. And then Backscalibur with Glaive Rush, Ice Skull Crash, Earthquake, and Ice Shard. Because you don't need to put Earthquake on Great Tusk, because of course Great Tusk and Talonflame are a, a strong pairing like that. Mm-hmm. But because you don't need to put our, uh, Earthquake on it, you can actually put that on another Pokemon on Backscalibur. So that if you wanted to do that same Great Tusk Talonflame spread move thing, you could just go into Backscalibur, Terror Ground, hit Earthquake, do that same kind of damage. You now free up your Great Tusk to use Ice Spinner, which is a thing that you know, you don't really need to think about too often until you do Mm -hmm. when you see a brute bonnet out on the field and you send out that great tusk, you have the ability to uh, do some damage to it. If you see other things that are weak to ice, any kind of terror grass, you're now able to do damage to it because of ice spinner. You were not able to as a great tusk before that. On top of it also, I mean, as you can see, just looking at this top eight, like one, two, three, four, five Great Tusks. Mm-hmm. Great Tusk is a very, very popular Pokemon in the current meta. And I believe if you can look at usage, yeah, 32% of players brought Great Tusk to this tournament. Number four in usage overall. Flying type is the one typing that Great Tusk cannot do anything to. Mm-hmm. Can't hit it with a ground move and it's resisted on the fighting moves. Backscalibur allows you to be able to hit flying types while also not giving up the ground stab. There you go. So that's situational. I don't see many situations where you run Great Tusk and Backscalibur on the same squad of four, but you have options for both, which is what I think is so strong on Aaron's team. Another thing that's really strong on Aaron's team is that he had no Hydro Pump on Bundle. Didn't want it. Just didn't need it in there. Didn't need it. Why Why go for a move that always misses anyway? That's that's everyone's biggest problem with Bundle, right? Hydro Pump always misses. Why open that door, right? Do you actually need Hydro Pump? Is Water Stab that necessary with Iron Bundle? You know what you do need is Encore. Yeah. And so they, <laughs> they've replaced the Hydro Pump with Encore. It's already a super fast Pokemon. It has Quark Drive, so it booster energy so that it gets even more speed. It's oftentimes just going to be the fastest non-priority thing on the field. If you can so, catch an opponent's protect, you win the game. You're done. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's all you have to do. You catch, you punish their protects. You punish their uh, any stat boosting moves. You, you just punish anything with the collect Encore. Collect your 130 CP, collect your $1,000 and get out of there. <laughs> exactly and the thing with encore too is that encore goes through subs so even like sub dozos aren't aren't safe from encore nothing you can is hear safe. claps yes you, you can hear the cheer from the <laughs> from 
from the from the penguin. Uh, Dylan Salvanera came in third. And this team is very close to my heart because it's very close to my violence team. And I love it very much. <laughs> uh, they've got the Roaring Moon, Sandy Shocks. And those that's it. That's all your team needs. It's the Roaring done. Moon and the Sandy Shocks. Roaring Moon, Sandy Shocks, Backscalibur, Iron Bundle, Tauros Water Style. Uh, fire Style, excuse me. Fire Tauros. And uh, Amoongus. Again, very, very strong core here. The the one that was interesting, and I've actually got to see some of Dylan's games on the stream. Yeah, Dylan was up against was up against a a King Gambit, for example. Okay, and then he goes for breaking swipe with his Roaring Moon, and and then what happened? Everyone's like, "Oh, why is he doing that?" Because you know he's going to give the the King Gambit defiant. And then the Paldean Tauros next to the Roaring Moon gets the Mirror Herb procced. And it's like, oh, it's this again. (laughs) So it was was great seeing that in action again. You know, it's been a while since we've seen Paldean Tauros with Mirror Herb getting some, some, some work done. But I'm glad that Dylan went ahead and brought it here and, you know, got top three with it. There's something very interesting going on with these top four. Uh, to me, that's the removal of Life Orb. I do not see in any of the top four teams the use of Life Orb. Oh, wow. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, why would I want to do damage to myself? Just period. I I need to keep my Pokemon alive as, as much as possible. So on Dylan's team, you're seeing the Sandy Shocks, who I usually run with a Life Orb, running an Assault Vest to keep itself mm-hmm. alive. It gets a whole extra move off. Who needs 30% damage from a life orb when you can just have a full 100% damage uh, twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? on top of that, all the mouse holds that we saw at the last regional are now gone. They're right. not in top eight anymore. We got two dozos in top eight and both have a Glamora next to them for some reason. <laughs> so I guess that's really fun. Um, the one thing that interested me a lot about Dylan is the fact that he ran Sandy Shocks and he's running AV Sandy Shocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is instead of running the Life Orb, you're running yeah. an Assault Vest, so also you're fairy staying Terra. alive. Yeah, Ooh. Fairy Terra as well. You're keeping yourself alive while also running this Pokemon that that has now Fairy Stab in your Terra Blast, but also has these two amazing stab moves in uh thunderbolt earth power or just volt switch if you mm. want to get your own sandy shocks out of there i think this is my new favorite sandy shock set mike will now steal this i think i will problem is series two will end in two weeks yeah it's done <laughs> yeah it's really sad it's done though you can still run sandy shocks in series three you can make I it happen i think you can for sure you can make it happen yeah, we'll Actually, run one of the minus special defensers and go you just to gotta town. stay away from Chen Pao. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just be like fire shocks. You could do that. The thing is, Sandy Shocks has the. I know we're on a Sandy Shocks tangent. Excuse us, guys. Yeah. Uh, it has the added benefit of having only three good moves and then Terra Blast. So once you got those three good moves, the Thunderbolt, the Volt Switch, the Earth Power, you just change to whatever the heck type you want. <laughs> and you can make figure the crown, it out. <laughs> make the crown spin on its head a little bit. You know, yep. it's fine. Big spinning heart. You could have some spinning axe, some spinning flowers. Do whatever do you whatever want you there. Want. Yeah. Anyway, that's a really cool team. The, o- the only other thing I really want to highlight here is uh, the Paldean Tauros because honestly, Paldean Tauros, it, it flies in and out of the meta like faster than you could believe. One tournament, it's, it's like all the way in and the, the top three, top two people are using it. The next tournament, nowhere to be seen. Everyone just goes back to Arcanine. Yeah. All you really do. really want to go back to Arcanine. And I they get it. Really Arcanine, the, that's because the Arcanine does not have Gen 1 stats. Arcanine mm. was broken in Gen 1 because 555 base stat total was unheard of. That's more than starters, you know? Um, so I guess, yes, Arcanine's stats are good in today's world. Yeah. Also, it gets Snarl, which is why That's the, it, it is used more. I am really liking the Mirror Herb tech 
without the way of triggering your own mirror herb on your team. I yeah. like the fact that it is just there in case your opponent ups their stats for any for any reason. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can get ahead of it and get your Tauros some free boosts. Sometimes you just don't even think about it and have Tauros in there hitting Will-O-Wisps, uh, protecting and just hoping that at some point the enemy team will will boost themselves. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see. Anyway, that's that's Dylan's team. I swear I could be talking about it forever, but I feel like this is the natural progression of violence. And for those <laughs> who know what violence is, that like this is kind of it. Uh including the the iron bundle, including the Tauros switch in for the Arcanine. Uh I believe I already have an Amoongus on there. And then Backscalibur is just too good of a Pokemon. So why also, we, we, I know we're still talking about this team. That's because yep. Dylan has such a cool team. Yeah. The, the fairy Terra on Roaring Moon is such a nice tech too. Yeah. Because it, it, it makes it so that you don't take any damage from Dozo. Like what is Dozo going to do to you? Right. You're just going to sit there. Fairy Terra can't order up on you and just click breaking swipe until it has negative six attack. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> that's all you're going to do. I'm very over the acrobatics. I, I don't – it was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It was a gimmick. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the second place team. That was Ryan, of course, Sable IVGC, uh, a very good friend who ran a Great Tusk, King Gambit, Fluttermane, Corviknight, Iron Bundle, and Arcanine. So here we are back again with the Arcanine. Uh, but of course, Defiant King Gambit making it so other Arcanines and other uh, Peldean Tauroses don't uh, let you uh, get your attack drops just for mm-hmm. no reason, right? Yeah, I mean, everything on this team is kind of standard, except mm-hmm. for like the Corvin that really stands out to me and the Grass Terra Fluttermane with Choice Specs that stands out to me too. Sure. Um why Grass Thera? Probably just to get around like Rage Powders, probably to get around Spores, probably to get around just situations like that. Sure. The Great Tusk, I've been seeing a lot of Focus Sash lately. You know, when the meta first started, I think Joe UXN was one of the first people to try Focus Sash and have a lot of success with Focus Sash. And while everyone was still using Life Orb and Assault Vest and Booster Energy and things like that. But now as the meta has progressed to the end of March... Pretty much every great tusk has a focus sash. Yes. Just because one headlong rush hurts, but you know what hurts more than one? Two. <laughs> the second one, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a solid team. I'm I'm loving uh, assault vest king gambit these days, having the ridiculously high defense that it already has. You know, couple that with fifty uh, percent extra special defense through uh, through assault vest. It's amazing. Flying Terror is huge on King Gambit now because mm-hmm. King Gambit typically would have been four times weak to fighting and weak to ground, made it very weak against Great Tusk. But since you have Flying Terror, we, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Fly, there's nothing that a Great Tusk can do to a flying type. That's right. Sure, That's right. you can hit it with a non-stab ice spinner. Sure, you can hit it with a non-stab rock slide. It's not going to be enough to KO you, though. There you go. Uh, this Iron Bundle set is indeed using Hydro Pump. Uh, but honestly, there's nothing wrong with using a Hydro no. Pump from an Iron Bundle. It's just how uh, lucky you feel in today. You it's, know? Yeah, exactly. It's just how, <laughs> how lucky do we feel? Yeah. <laughs> right. Corviknight, though. Corviknight Dragon Terra. Sure. That's spicy. I mean, it's pretty decent because Dragon resists both Fire and Electric, which are yeah. Corviknight's only two weaknesses, I believe. Bulk up Roost, Tailwind, yeah. Brave Bird. That's a that's a scary bird, dude. Corviknight is like kind of a sleeper pick. Not a lot of players are playing it, but when you look at it, you don't think, oh, this Pokemon is a troll pick. No, this Pokemon is good and no one realized it. You know, that's that's kind of the vibe that I get from Corviknight. Scary don't Mon. sleep on mirror armor. Yep. That's my advice to you folks. Uh, that's our runner-up team. Our winner of the 2023 Vancouver Regionals is Abdullah, who came in with a Lilligant, Torkoal, Fluttermane, King Gambit, Dragonite, and Great Tusk. Lily Cole winning a tour. Lily Cole won the tour. Wow. Also, fun fact about Abdullah, first uh, VGC top cut. Oh, wow. Talk the wow. whole thing. Yeah. I love it. I love every time that happens. New it players is players are taking regionals, thing. man. 
My favorite thing in the world is when somebody who has never top cut before wins it. Mm-hmm. Like second favorite thing, top eight. That's it. If, if yeah. I see somebody new in top eight, I'm like, that's health. That's healthy right there. I love to see it. I think, I think that the consistently uh, good people belong in anywhere around top 16 to top 32, yeah. whether that means their first, second, third, you know, 31st, 32nd, as long as those people are consistently making it inside there. I think we're, we're good. That's a healthy meta. Yeah. I personally do not like it when I see the same top eight Mm -hmm. from one tournament to the next tournament to the next tournament. Cause that, that to me just signals that like they, they got it and nobody else is really coming in to try and contest that. And it's Mm -hmm. just the same eight people trying to, you know, prove to each other that they've still got it. You've still got people who are who are challenging the throne, who are making it up there. And I love that. Here's a question. Do you yeah. think that seeing a more consistent top eight is a healthier meta or an unhealthier meta? Like, what do you think that this signals to about the meta that we had two major regionals with hundreds of players and both ra- major regionals in series two had first time winners? Like, does that mean the meta is healthy or unhealthy? I absolutely think the meta is healthy because of that. I like think I said, so I think, I think, yeah. I think the people who are consistently winning in Sword and Shield, if there's still the same kind of consistent players, should probably still be existing inside the top sixteen. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. They are good players. They have every right to make it in there. But I think that that with a completely new way to play, people are going to find really new and interesting ways to make it to the top that the old pros just aren't going to be able to wrap their head around because they got really good at a Dynamax meta. The people from the previous game got really good at a, uh, what, what, what even was that? Incineroar. Incineroar. <laughs> they got really good at, uh, at Z moves. Mm. <laughs> But like now we have this whole new batch of people who are coming in to try and learn the game. And I, I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, that is, that's it. We didn't talk about his team though. Lily Cole oh. and uh, <laughs> Lily Cole was kind of cool. Uh, that did actually win him a lot of the games. Other than that, the other, the other only thing that is kind of, Sticking out there is the Choice Scarfed Great Tusk with Rock Slide uh-huh. and Steel Terra. That is not very common, but I'm glad that I see it. And also a Dragonite named Espresso with a Lumberry and Terra Flying. So Terra Flying. sleep. <laughs> Terra Flying ain't going nowhere. But yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, the, the Terra Flying on the Dragonite, for those who don't remember, is so that because Dragonite's already a, a part flying type, it's dragon flying, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Terra Blast does do times two damage, right? With because a that becomes a flying. 34 attack stat. It's very high. It's pretty nuts. Uh, and then it also has Ice Spinner, Extreme Speed, and Protect. Uh, it's not going to go to sleep, hence the name Espresso. Uh, <laughs> so you can you can do some pretty nasty damage with a Dragonite uh, if you if you play your cards right. Yeah, this team is very hyper-offensive, actually. Yeah. And then Ice Spinner giving the same kind of benefits that having an Ice Spinner on your on your Great Tusk would have. Uh, it's it's a good move to have on your team. Honestly, like, consider putting Ice Spinner on. The the way that I think Ab- Abdullah played Lily Cole is yeah. the ideal way of playing Lily Cole. Because I feel like Lily Cole was experimented with, especially early like series zero when we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. But they would play Lily Cole on trick room teams, but have the Lilligant as a trick room or an anti trick room option or a a hyper offensive trick room um, option. But the way that Abdul is playing it is saying, no, we're not playing trick room at all. Torkoal is going to be my trick room option when I'm against trick room. Other than that, this is a fast mode Torkoal. This Torkoal is going to sit here and it's going to outspeed everything because I have Lilligant on the field. And then once Lilligant goes down, once Torkoal goes down, I now have a 
Protosynthesis boosted fast choice specs Flutterman and a Protosynthesis boosted fast Great Tusk on the field. Good luck, opponent. (laughs) So I think it's a very interesting way of playing that kind of flips it on its head of what we were used to seeing uh, Lily Cole doing. It's really interesting, too, the choice specs on on Great Tusk. I know you mentioned this earlier. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, the like choice specs on, on Fluttermane, <laughs> but the, the choice scarf on, on Great Tusk. I know you mentioned this earlier, but just I'm, I'm looking at it again and I'm like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Cause you could, you could, instead of running Fluttermane, run, uh, the Dragonite as well. So after Torkoal and Lilligant go down, you're left with Dragonite and, and, uh, and Great Tusk. Great Tusk hitting a bunch of earth, uh, earthquakes, Dragonite mm-hmm. going for the Terra flying and then just Terra blast and all the, the big damage moves. Uh, but having Great Tusk have that extra speed is, is just huge, especially going up against things like, uh, things like, I guess, Iron Bundle or other flutter mains, like mm-hmm. just making sure that you outspeed those. It's, uh, it's pretty big. It's also worth mentioning, I'm pretty sure out of all the 300 players in this tournament, ain't no one prepared themselves for Lily Cole. Like, let's be real. That's that fair. was not on anyone's flow chart. It's not common. <laughs> it wasn't common. And, you know, sometimes the uncommon can win tours. And we are seeing less Don Dozo Tatsugiri, though that advent is slowly fading away. Uh, we only found two in the top, in the top eight, and that yeah. was fifth and sixth. It makes it hard when there's like iron bundle specifically running around with the encore and the freeze dry still being able to chunk 30 percent hp from it so yeah strong mons going away things are changing meta shifting and you know this is this is part of the reason why regional decks metas are are typically my favorite in a game's life cycle like you and i played in orlando yep this is already it was the same series as this weird it was so different yeah. than this though <laughs> absolutely that was back when uh terra flying dragonite was just starting to become a thing yeah exactly that's when terra flying dragonite was weird yeah. now it's like the common set now it's the thing to do exactly mm-hmm. So can't wait to see what it's going to be like at the very end of the series because we still have a couple of weeks left but until I'll then, be complaining got... about it when I come back from Charlotte. Oh, Don't worry. Sure. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then we'll be getting ready for series three. If you want to go and see some early series three content, you can go and check that out on our YouTube uh, YouTube channel at youtube.com slash pokesports. Uh, Kevin has put out uh, almost every single one of the ruinous Pokemon uh, as their own video so you can go and check that out if you haven't if you don't see the one that you want there it's probably just not uploaded yet so make sure you go and check back grab the rental codes have them ready for do day it one mm-hmm. uh and of course if you want to see other stuff we've got twitch we've got our live streams over at twitch.tv slash pokesports uh, you can go and see some of Kevin's old battles. And once I figure out my housing situation, then I will be there too. <laughs> uh, it'll be fun. Of course, if you want to keep up with us directly, you can do so on Twitter at twitter.com slash pokesportspod, just at pokesportspod even on Twitter. Uh, and then, of course, best place to to follow us is right here, wherever you're listening to us. Uh, make sure you drop us a follow. Make sure you share this podcast with a friend. Because uh, it is just so helpful every time you do. Um, I had to give myself a little pause because Kevin just shared with me a piece of hollowware that is in Pokemon Unite. It's a big Mr. Mime face. <laughs> just a big Mr. Mime face. Did you see the way it fits on the character Oh, models? and the straps. It, it's huge. <laughs> oh, and the straps. They messed something up. <laughs> Oops. So that's one of the things you can see if you go over to our Twitter as I hit retweet on that. There you go. All right, folks. That has been Pokey Sports for the week. Thank you so much for watching. Kevin, do you have anything to uh, to say at the end of this? Follow us on TikTok. Goodbye. Do it. Yeah, TikTok too, at Pokey Sports. All right. See you next time, folks. Bye-bye. Later. Later.